Snowman Podcast. Welcome back to the Snowman Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the Snowman. Folks, I can't even begin to say how excited I am to introduce my next podcast to you. As many of you know, I'm a voice actor. And recently, I attended SonicCon at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. It was an event to meet other voice actors and producers, grow in learning on how to use your voice acting skills, and have fun. While I was there, I got to officially meet someone who I felt I've known all my life. Not by sight, but by voice. Through the power of radio, Adventures in Odyssey has been a part of my life for as long as I can recollect and one of the most familiar characters for anyone who listened to the show was that of Connie Kendall, voiced by the amazing Katie Lee. And that is who my next guest is. Katie Lee has been in the voice acting business for 40 years. Some of her many credits include Sunny Gummy and Adventures of the Gummy Bears, Baby Ralph and the Muppet Babies, and Honker Muddlefoot and Darkwing Duck amongst so many others. Through our conversation, we discuss her career, the impact of working with certain voice actors who have now passed, what she's up to currently with fellow voice actor and Odyssey regular Will Ryan, Odyssey news, and much more. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is Connie so first off i just wanted to thank you for being able to meet you and also coming on to the show it ladies and gentlemen here is a thrill beyond belief to be actually talking to the connie kendall voice actress it is just can i take a selfie yeah yeah all right in front of our oh we have to lean in to get that microphone Okay, I've documented <laughs> this momentous occasion. <laughs> so, um, can you tell me... And I get to the... meet the amazing snowman. <laughs> um, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do uh, for the audience who may not know um, Odyssey okay. or uh, what My you My name do? is Katie Lee. I'm a voice actor like you. Um, I've been working on Adventures in Odyssey, playing Connie Kendall for 34 years, but I also work from home, doing all kinds of um, um, non-entertainment type things like e-learning, um, educational stuff. I worked on movies. I'm the voice of Indiana Jones, oh, Indiana Jones, the Maharaja in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. I've done a lot of dubbing. Uh, in, I live in L.A., so that's where all that goes down uh a lot of cartoons adventures too many of, to mention adventures of the gummy bears that's yes. that's one that i played sunny gummy <laughs> on the gummy bears on hawker Muddlefoot, a darkwing duck i played fizzy and my little pony uh let's see who else and rolf the dog on the muppet babies <laughs> uh, i know that when I found out about Gummy Bears through your um, YouTube show, Tell You Later. Tell You Later. That's they, YA. We need, we're need. we still looking for subscribers. So. So, so you heard that here, folks. Make sure to subscribe to Tell You Later on YouTube. com slash C slash Tell Ya YA Later. Tell you later. Definitely do it. You get to hear from Katie and Will Ryan. And Will Ryan. 
who voices Eugene on Adventures in Odyssey and loads of other entertainment That's uh, right. voice acting. Oh my gosh, he is an amazing songwriter, writes songs all the time. He's coming out with a new book. Ooh. I think you heard about that. Yeah. He mentioned it. Because we love popcorn uh-huh. on our show, and we are coming out with a popcorn haiku uh-huh. book. Nice. If any of you have been searching for a book of popcorn haiku, just you wait. We <laughs> should be out next year. But we also have special guests on our show. Nice. Yeah, Kimmy's in, uh, Kimmy Roberts. We're here in Virginia right now. Yep. And we were at the amazing SonicCon, second year audio drama convention, right? It was a lot of fun. Definitely and, uh, worth checking out if you are an aspiring voice actor or anything. Really? Definitely worth checking out. So, and I will just say you're hearing a sound, and it's me cutting paper. So, I'll be done in a minute. <laughs> I'm putting names in. Uh, do people just call you Snowman, or do they know your yeah, name? Yeah, the, the, they know me as Snowman on the podcast. Okay, so Snowman has been kind enough to take off his hat, <laughs> so I can put little bits of paper with people's names on it. So after this, uh, we're going to be doing a drawing. Every month we have a drawing for handmade dish scrubbies <laughs> by me that we... But, will, but they have a special name. They do. They're scrubulators. Yep. They're actually up in my room. I should have brought it down. Um, I have to make some more on the airplane on the way home. And they're fantastic. So we have a drawing for our patrons because our YouTube show is supported by patrons. And I have to thank you because you've been there from day one. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I saw the opportunity to get to meet you guys over Zoom, I was like, I'm there. I I wanted to be there for... And then you missed the last (laughs) one. I know, I know, but... It, it happens to everybody. All right, okay. <laughs> but, um, so, you've been voicing Connie since Odyssey was first created, and that was back in 1987? 87. So, 34 years. Can you believe it? I know, it's I pretty mean, amazing. That is remarkable that any show really can last We're that We're a long. year older than The Simpsons. That That's remarkable. Because they've been on just as long, <laughs> actually, almost as long. It is remarkable that, and not just a regular audio drama, but a Christian audio drama. Yeah. And aimed at sharing biblical perspectives on life, making sure that people are not perfect on the show. They have flaws. They have issues. Do you think that's what people like? I think so in a lot of ways. It's not like, this is how everybody should be, Yeah, they, they always is think what that, we have to deal with. Right, a lot of Christians are like, oh, everyone's, people's perspective of Christians in a lot of ways are, they're all holier than thou type aspect. And Well, not everyone who lives in Odyssey is a Christian right, either. Right, right. So, you know, just like the real world, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So. And you almost think like, um, Odyssey, Odyssey has been around for so long that I think that anyone who listens to it thinks that it's in, in the country somewhere. That Odyssey exists. It's a real place. Well, you heard Phil Lawler, our our right, our creator, was here too. Yeah. And he used to get mail from people saying, "We're going on a vacation, a family vacation, and we would really like to go see Odyssey. Can you tell us where it is?" Yeah. No, it's a figment, a yeah. figmental place. Yeah, but. Some people are... Fictitious, I guess, is the right word. (laughs) Um, But it's a place that exists 
in the hearts of many. Yeah, and, and you know, it could exist anywhere. And I remember when on the local radio station that used to play Odyssey, because I didn't grow up with Saturday morning cartoons. I grew up with Saturday morning radio shows. Like a lot of people. Yep. And the people. highlight of every Saturday was getting to hear a brand new episode of Adventures in Odyssey. And I remember that when my church would do Christmas plays, mm-hmm. it would be, we'd be practicing on Saturday mornings. And I was always Confounded. so, I was so bummed every Let's single time. Let's hear Yosemite Sam. Dang, damn it. That country rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I w- it was we'd start at like nine thirty or ten, so it'd be like it came Odyssey came on at ten o'clock, and I was like, I really am missing Odyssey because we didn't get any other way to listen to it. But now people yep. have many ways to listen. Yep. They can go yep. on the website witsend.org. They can listen to a new episode every day. Do you yep. know that? And then there's the uh, adventure Adventures in Odyssey Club, which ah. is an app. Do you yeah. know that? I didn't know it was an app. It is. You download it. You have access to every single episode. And And a lot of bonus stuff that that kind of like our Patreon stuff, but even better, I must say. (laughs) You know, like we've done actual shows for just the club. Wow. And they highlight ministries around the world, like some true stories. Well, they'll do a story and they'll say this is based on and they'll, they'll tell you about ministries different real things that you know stories that they've heard of things that actually exist and so it's it's a really great uh, and there's video there's podcasts on there there's all kinds i have listened to a few of the odyssey podcasts those are pretty cool but especially when it's the voice actors um i love seeing videos of voice actors because i think that's one of the coolest things is getting to see behind the scenes of like even on movies but when voice actors are doing the stuff, you just see them in a booth. But when you see it on the screen, you're like, this is remarkable. How do they do this? And then you see them in the booth like, wow, didn't expect that. It's physical. You know, I teach, I coach voice actors. And, um, you know, the first thing I say, well, you you were at my... Were you at my class? I don't. You oh yeah, that? no, yeah, yesterday morning. Yeah, I was at. I was at. And that I one. always say, you know, voice. I should say, voice acting is a sport. I usually say, voicing for animation is a sport, but it's very physical. Yeah, yeah. I was. It was new to me to learn. Like, oh, you gotta be doing a lot of things. Yeah, because okay, it's you not make just it from sound right, real. It's not just from the throat. You have to. If your character is lifting a box, you have got to make it sound like you're lifting a box. Here, here, take this. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that too heavy for you. <laughs> oh no! Oh, there was my toe. <laughs> oh, there's so much you gotta put in. Yeah. Um, I want to be too hot on your channel. I'm, oh, no, you're I'm fine. watching. I'm watching his <laughs> wave files. Okay. I'm um, watching your wave files. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, so Odyssey is actually just 25 episodes away from 1,000. Is that correct? Or is it I don't know. I th- like maybe you're right because Phil, what did Phil say? Nine hundred and sixty or seventy something. That's amazing. But I know they're gonna do something big when we hit a thousand. I'm sure because I wish they would have done it this year because it's our thirty. Well, I guess it'll be our thirty-fifth anniversary. Yeah, that, that'll be kind of good timing. A thousand episodes, thirty-five years. I wish it's we do something redo. every year in our yeah. anniversary. We're getting too old to wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. 
What what got you interested in doing voice acting? Oh, I was a good student who talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I don't know if anybody can tell, but I sound a little bit younger than 63. <laughs> um, so I have a younger voice, and, and people rec- suggested it, and and I thought, well, why not? Maybe this is a way I can make money, because someday I'm gonna, I have to support myself, mm-hmm. right? So I, I made a demo. I found out how to do it. This was a long time ago, 40 years ago. And uh, I was in co- kind of in college and um, made a demo, got an agent, and booked something. So that was encouraging, yeah. right? I mean, nobody goes crazy right out of the gate. But I happened to be at the right place at the right time. And mm-hmm. after I graduated, that was 1981. That is 40 years ago. <laughs> um, my agents, I was living in San Francisco, and they said, your voice is really better for animation. You should go down to Hollywood. Hmm. Which wasn't, it was disappointing to me only because I grew up, in, I grew up in L.A., and I didn't, I really liked where I was living. But I thought, well, I'll give it two years, see if I can do, I had a skill, a practical skill, everybody, go to Scrock, the no, I don't know what you all call it, but the occupational center. Learn how to do something, mm-hmm. right? Because you never backup. know when you're gonna get a voice acting gig. Exactly. Make it's, sure you are always making income because if you think that doing voice work pays everything, you don't know. Especially in animation, yeah. it will probably never pay your bills. Right. So go. Especially learn, these days. learn a regular craft. Yeah, when I was when I started out, it was uh, you could work part time. Well, Rob Paulson, one of the you know, was started around the same time I did, and we used to just say, you know, we pinch ourselves back then. We said this is the best kept secret because mm-hmm. we could work part time. I raised my kids, mm-hmm. work part time, make a full time living. Yeah. But then celebrities got wind of it, and, yeah. and then all heck broke loose, and we lost our our foothold. <laughs> uh, on the industry, and, and when I started, there were only about two hundred voice actors really? in Hollywood. I mean, who were like considered. Yeah. And then when Warner Brothers, I heard uh, Andrea Romano say when Warner Brothers started to <clears throat> make cartoons for Saturday Morning, they said, "Hey, this talent pool is a little too small. Let's look for some other talent." And that's they expanded that. But we we. Um, Anyway, yeah, so have a skill. Learn something because mm-hmm. I, I did. I, when I was in high school, I learned this do- job doesn't even exist anymore because now everybody has a computer. Yep. But I was a key punch operator. Hmm. And you're not going to believe this. In 1976, I was making nine bucks an hour. So get, back then, that's, that's that was, sizable. I could work part time doing that and yeah. pay my rent too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, do make, do something so that you're not desperate mm-hmm. to get work. Yeah. Because that's like a kiss of death, yeah. right? You don't want to, if I don't make this, if I can't pay my, you know, I can't only get a job, I'm not going to pay my rent. No, you, you got to just start slowly and, and trust God and, and see where it takes you. Um, you may find you don't, you'd rather be an engineer or you'd rather do something else. But yeah. And I think that's that's one of the benefits of voice acting is you can do a regular job without any difficulty. Um, you can like squeeze it uh, in. Yeah, it's like you can like 
oh, I, as soon as I'm done with my regular job, I can go and do voice work from home if if do that's, your auditions yep. from home because all auditions are done from home now. Mm-hmm. It didn't used to be that way. Right. We would drive. I, I used to drive. I used to drive to ad agencies to audition. You know, we didn't have computers. Yeah. We didn't even have cell phones way back when. Things have changed so much. Listen to that, kids. <laughs> when when we did gummy beers, they would FedEx our scripts to mm, us. Wow. So, you know, and then, of course, you get to the studio and they'll change it anyway. But, you know, just to get an idea, we couldn't open up a file and see what was going on. And I think that's why I got used to not seeing a script till it mm-hmm. was time to go to work. Right. Because, you know, they had to print out the pages and not everybody except like Disney has a budget to FedEx things. And, yeah. and so I learned not to sweat it. We'll figure it out when we get to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as a voice actor, how involved would you say you are in like your local community? Cause you're in LA and do you like, help out with uh, kids or anything and teaching them classes? Okay, so I have been doing this a long time, so things evolve. Right. Um, I have taught at the com- during the summer. Uh, a couple times I worked at the, through the theater program for the kids in the summer. My kids are all grown and not living at home anymore. <laughs> I was a library mom, ah. which I loved until they got older and they, no one wanted to see me at school anymore. <laughs> and You know, that happens. Um, SAG, I actually don't live right in Hollywood. I live outside near the beach. Um, so, but Screen Actors Guild has a program for people to read in schools. Oh, and nice. I haven't done it yet because my schedule's been just super busy. Right. And that's something I've thought about. Um, you know, when I had my kids, I was involved in, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I volunteered to voice a, a video that there's a, a refinery by our house that has a horrible needs to be taken down it needs to change it has a chemical that mm. they use that if anything would leak would kill everybody within five miles oh, <laughs> and it will take yes it's the torrance refinery i don't mind saying it uh in torrance and, and they it's it's expensive it's a it's, anyway you don't need to know all the details but it would cost a lot but they could change it to a different chemical that keeps things cool and they don't want to do it mm-hmm. but it is a very dangerous thing and it's like half a mile from my house wracking. so you know i kind of wanted to help you know volunteer that way i don't know if that's what you mean as far as acting goes um i coach online because that gives me access to more people. I do do stuff locally in Hollywood mm-hmm. for a while, driving up there, and then with the pandemic, um, I don't know. I just figured I can do it from home. But I there's a, a shout out to Mike Delay at Real Voice LA. He started a place that's very affordable for people to take classes. So nice. I I enjoyed coach teaching there. Is, it, is that what you meant? Yeah, I mean, I know that since you teach online, you're able, like you said, you're able to access kids and adults from all oh, over yeah. the country. I'm having a kids' workshop in November. Ah, I only do nice. it like twice a year. Uh-huh. 
So, um, apparently, I picked Saturday. I thought that was good. I forgot people have soccer. But anyway, <laughs> maybe during the week my next one will be. But most of my classes are geared for adults. But I do work with kids, too. So I think it's November 13th. I don't uh, know when this is going to go out. but ho- Hopefully in just a few days. <laughs> Woo! All right. So you can go to my website, Katie Lee, L-E-I-G-H. K- you know what's funny? I just realized Katie, K-A-T-I-E, that's I before E, but L-E-I-G-H is E before I. Hmm. KatieLee.com, and look under events, and it should show up. There. You know, that reminds me of a scene from Andy Griffith. Yeah? When Barney and Andy are looking at the grocery store. The guy is painting the names on the window, and Barney goes, Isn't chicken spelled I am? And he goes, no, he's got it right. You sure? <laughs> I before E, except after C, and E before N in chicken. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so do you ever consider how much opportunities we have here in the U.S. as opposed to living in a country where socialism or communism is dominant and they run the country where people don't have the type of liberties we have like you're able to work from home sometimes Mm -hmm. and or you're able to just go down to a studio how does living here like do you ever take that into account well i mean communism there's no freedom of speech i mean i've been praying for china especially what's going on with taiwan Mm -hmm. hong kong it's very frightening yeah um people don't understand how important that freedom and liberty is until it's taken away right right so i'm grateful every day just for what we have here when my husband says grace, he always thanks God that we live in the United States. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, there people do work in other, other countries. It's not just the U.S. that right. they can work and do things. And especially now with the Internet. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more, I don't think socialism affects being able to do what we do very much, except that you're going to pay more taxes. Um but, uh, yeah, communism, yeah, we, we, it's very scary. And you know what else? I'm, I'm just worried, I guess. I shouldn't, I'm not worried. I try not to be worried. But I'm thankful we're not living in a war zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are in, can't even make a living doing anything yeah. in a lot of parts of the world. Yeah, I mean, there's war all across the globe. And we're still not having to worry about that yet. But... No, I would be I vigilant. Be too, yeah, I wouldn't be too sure. Like, you never know what could happen. And you always, ha- like you said, be village- vigilant about it. And just don't take things for granted. No, we have to. It's easy to just think about ourselves and our day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Or focus on one issue. And I think... Frankly, as a Christian, I think that Satan wants us to focus on one issue so we don't notice what he's doing somewhere else. Definitely. Um, So, what makes you proud to be an American? I'm thankful. I guess I don't think about being proud too much. I don't think pride is a very helpful feeling. I mean, Mm -hmm. I am thankful. Mm -hmm. Uh 
what makes me proud is when we do things mm-hmm. that I can be proud of. Right. Like the humanitarian efforts we've done over the course of the country's history. Well, I think the humanitarian, the things that we do that are better for our community, mm-hmm. legislation that is yeah. positive. Um, I don't know. I guess it's very easy to say. I am proud. I'm thankful. That's that's a, that's a good answer. I like that. Um, so I do want to ask you, since you've been in the voice acting world for so long, you've gotten to meet so many talented voice actors who have now unfortunately passed, but you got to work with Hal Smith. Mm-hmm. as He was the original voice of Whip, but more people know him as Otis Campbell on The Andy Griffith Show. I'd love for you to tell like a story or two about working with Hal because you you've talked a little bit about it on Tell You Later, and that was awesome. And I love and and Will's was really blessed to know yeah. him too. They, he was even closer to him than because they worked on a lot of Disney stuff right. together. Hal, Hal, he was like a grandpa. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. And he had these. All I, when, he, when I think of Hal, the first thing I think of are his cheeks. Because <laughs> he had these really loose cheeks that he could, like you guys can't see me, but like blow his air and move and and uh, and he loved he loved to entertain people. He was very gracious, very warm. His eyes would light up if kids were around. Mm-hmm. He'd play with them. And uh, I developed a really close relationship emotionally, like it, it kind of how, you know, Rob was talking about how Pinky mm-hmm. found out how much Pinky loves the brain yeah. through work. Right. Yeah, he likes Maurice, right. who does. And I think, you know, Connie and, and, and Mr. Whitaker had this relationship. Yeah. And, and so sometimes, you know, they kind of meld. When you're an actor, and, yeah. and you have that, you know, warmth and and. Um, but he he was funny. He would pretend like he was playing the trombone. Will would bring in his ukulele, and they would just we would have like song break, and they would just play music, and uh, Will would sing, and Hal would join in because they knew all the same songs, right. and that was super fun. Um, and I and he always talked about he owned a property that housed the the post office in Klamath Falls, Oregon. Oh, okay. So we talk about that, this place in Oregon, and he also had a place in Prescott, Arizona, and that's what he really loved was Prescott, Arizona. Really? And he loved his wife, which I admired very much, and he'd always speak of her so fondly Mm -hmm. and kindly, and, and that was, you know, inspirational. I was young and newly married, and you know, he was a good role model, yeah. I think. Um, and he, he just loved working so much. He wasn't very political, mm-hmm. no. But he, I, I think he had been in the military. Um, most sure. of the guys that we worked with originally, the older actors, mm-hmm. got a lot of their start on radio, like military radio. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that from stuff I've researched and everything. That's pretty cool. Um, you also got to work with like Dave Madden, yeah, who, who was the voice of Bernard, but he was also on 
Partridge family. Partridge family. Laughing. Laughing. Yeah, before oh, you I, were born. <laughs> when, when, well, I, I watch a lot of the old shows. Oh, yeah. So my mom got from the library the first season of Laughing, or one of the seasons of Laughing. That was and so I see Bernard revolutionary. Walton, Bernard Walton on there. I'm like, that's Bernard? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was really cool seeing the voice, but getting to work with him and my dad loved Bernard because he was this very wry sense of humor. Very, it was so hysterical. And then pairing his sense of humor with the brainiac version of Eugene, you're just like, oh, you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty. Dave, Dave was very. He was funny. He was a magician. Really? Mm-hmm. Belonged to the Magic Castle and took us there a couple times. Wow, that's cool. Uh, he'd been, he, he used to coach voiceover. Ah. Um, I met a good friend of mine through him. He had invited somebody to the studio and we were doing Odyssey just to show him what it was like. And shout out to Jim Wilbar, who's probably not watching, but he became a, he's a friend of the family's now. I met through Dave. Um, Dave used to send out regular emails with jokes to people. He had one list of clean joke receivers <laughs> and one list of not-so-clean joke receivers. Um, but he was very kind. And <clears throat> I don't know if this is true, because he would ni- neither confirm or deny, but I don't think he ever got paid. Really? To work on Odyssey, or at least initially. Wow. Yeah. He, it- that's remarkable. I know. So he really did care about what we were doing. He had a he, he had a generous spirit, but he didn't want anybody to know about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, his sister was a nun. Really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> did not know that. Uh, and his wife was a great photographer, Sandy. And he wrote a book. I read his book. Really? Yeah, That's you, cool. you should read his yeah, book. Yeah, I'll check that out. His autobiography. So you'll learn more about him. But he was funny. But you'd say, hey, Dave, how you doing? He goes, I'd only be better if I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that kind of reminds me of something that um, when my dad was like at a uh, checkout line, cashier would be like, hey, I, like, how are you doing today? He goes, another day older and deeper in debt. And yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of like, no wonder you like Dave. Um, <laughs> Dave was funny. He was well, very funny. What made it even better was my brother was like Eugene. Oh. He's a computer genius. Oh. You put that with my dad, who's not a computer genius, and it was just like, this is dad and my brother, and it's Bernard and Eugene. It's like the perfect match. That's great. And definite for a lot of interesting dialogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we really missed him because he, he could have worked. He used to fly in to do shows because he moved to Florida. Oh. A lot of our actors have moved away. Yeah. Before passing away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think Earl is still in Hawaii. Okay. I didn't know that's where he moved. (laughs) Well, people get older. They want to retire. And they're not sticking around just because of Odyssey. I do miss him on Odyssey. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got the... I remember hearing on the 500th episode where they were all asking the actors how they do certain characters. Um, and he said that when he does the deep voice of Dr. Blackguard, it was all in the chest. But when he's doing it, when he's doing a higher pitch... It's much more melody. Yeah. yeah. And he is 
So, same voice. You can definitely tell it's the same voice, just different, but it's two different characters. Mm-hmm. And that is... Well, that's is, what we were talking about in our workshop. It's yeah. voicealities. It's not just a voice. Yeah. They have different personalities. Mm-hmm. And Corey Burton, who is his sidekick of Walter Shakespeare, but voiced probably over 100 voices on Odyssey. Yeah, um, I think, although I think Will is known for voicing more really? characters. I think. It's a, it's a toss-up between those two. Yeah, yeah, because longevity, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Um, yeah, Corey used to do it well, so many things. I mean, I, I didn't pick up on the fact until more than the last couple of years, because that's when I started really like listening for the voices a little bit better. I started like, wait a minute. That guy is voicing every other character on this episode. <laughs> well, and that's part of being a voice actor. People need to know uh, that... Sorry, Chrissy Anthony's <laughs> texting me. <laughs> and that is the Chris. The Chris. From the friend. intro yeah. on Odyssey. Um, so... Uh, so now I'm distracted. Chris and I text all the time. She's one of my best friends, and that's terrible. I shouldn't even look at my phone. I was just wondering because we're at a hotel, I should say, and I don't know if you know people need anything or want to know like logistics. Um, so, oh, so what I was just saying as a voice actor, you want to be able to do at least three different characters yeah. that are indistinguishable or mostly, you know, distinct, unique voices. So because that's how, that's part of our job yeah. is to be able to create different characters. Some people only have one voice mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe they make a great career in commercials or do yep. one thing. But if you, you're regular, I loved, I loved what Rob Paulson said, that we are blue collar workers mm. in a dream factory. Yeah, that, that was really well, he's good. he's so you know. poetic. <laughs> it kills me. You know, my Sonny Gummy had a big crush on his character, yeah. on the Gummy Bears, because I think Rob's awesome. Oh, he he was very generous and just what he was willing to share. Very, and yes, I asked very him open. about his cancer diagnosis. You were the one that asked yeah. him, huh? I'm so glad you did. And I was like, I almost didn't, because I was like, that's a very personal subject. But as a voice actor, when you get that kind of news... Pretty scary. And you're like, am I ever going to be able to work again? Yeah. And he was willing to share about that. And it was just awesome hearing what he had to say. But I I did get to meet him afterwards. And he did a little sign for me. He said, hello, snowman. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's awesome. I, I was... He's very. He's always been very gracious. I think I did my first radio commercial with him. Oh wow! Actually. So That's I've awesome. known him obviously for <laughs> a long, long time. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't live where I live if it wasn't for Rob, who we used to loop together, do mm. ADR on movies together, and he was telling me where he lived by the beach, and I I never knew that place existed. It's not that far, but I grew up, like I said, in LA, and my family. We didn't go anywhere, yeah. I guess. And then I explored where he lived. As soon as I moved there and bought a house, he moved to where he lives now. <laughs> so we've never been neighbors. But uh, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't live where I live. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so if you weren't, as Rob said, blue-collar workers in a dream factory, but if you were a voice actor, what do you think you might be doing? Just anything in general or? Maybe teaching. I'm, I'm a substitute teacher okay. too. 
So um, I learned how to do that when work was slow and life was hard. So I got my credential. Um, you know, things change. Thank goodness I'm pretty busy voice, yeah. voicing again. But stuff happens in your life. I needed to be home with my kids. So yeah. I, I decided to go to school. And that was a good learning experience, <laughs> no pun intended. Um when I was growing up, I thought I wanted to be a teacher or a executive secretary because I love machines. I love, I, I'm a really fast typist. I, like I said, I was a key punch operator. But then when I went to college, I got my degree in broadcasting. So I'd probably maybe do, now that I think about it, because I never did anything after college pretty right. much except voiceover, except this small stint at a production company. And I'm a really good editor. So I'd probably be in post-production. That, I have an really excellent cool. ear. That's really cool. Yes. And I and when I started, I was editing with razor blades. And, and I was <laughs> very good at that. Yeah. And I'm very good with the program you're using, too. Oh, so cool. the first time I saw a WAV file, I went nuts. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, game over. Yeah. I don't have to... Pr- produce CDs for demos anymore. I mean, when yeah. I started, we'd made reel-to-reels mm-hmm. as demos, then it was cassettes, then it was CDs, and then when I saw that at a studio, I thought, this is this is that, unbelievable. I can send somebody... That's how I first was right? really listening to Odyssey besides the radio was cassette tapes. Yeah. And Jungle Jam and Friends, the radio show was yeah. all on cassette. That was really cool, hearing that Phil Lawler saying how they recorded that. Underneath a can you blanket that? on a card table, that was just like, and that's the be- like the best show it, ever. Uh, I mean, I, I'm ever, sorry, ever. I love Odyssey, but I love Jungle Jam. And I got him to uh, voice Millard for me last oh, night. Oh, easy! I didn't know he was the voice of Millard. Yeah. I was like, "There's no way he's Millard." He's Millard. He's so funny. I lo- I say, oh please, please, can I be on Jungle Jam? He's like, you actually no. were. Yes, one time I yeah. guess we popped our head in. Yeah, the that was so we were like, awesome. Oh, wrong studio. That's the only thing I got to do on Jungle Jam. Well, it was really funny because by the time like Whit knocks, then Eugene knocks, and then at the end of the episode, you knock and they're like, hello. <laughs> You're like, whoops. <laughs> it was one of the highlights of uh, my of listening. I forgot to- we did that. But um, I oh I love that show. I play is, I had their cassettes and played it with my kids. Oh, it, it is probably one besides Odyssey the best it's radio show. It's super creative. Well, it's different. It's not. It's funny. It's yeah. just humor. Odyssey's different. Odyssey yeah. is more of a serial yeah. drama. And Jungle Jam is just hilarious. Exactly. I love when they go to Razzle Flab and Island. <laughs> I I I I. I would probably say that's my favorite mm-hmm. show. Marty Snuffleson. It's so good. How do you come up with a name like Snuffleson? I know. No, <laughs> those guys were geniuses. So, see, it, once you have this kind of technology. Yeah. But I guess they did come out on cassette. Yeah, they, they were they were on cassette tapes. But what did they record on? Did they record on Reel to Reel? Did I, they say that? They didn't say what they recorded on. Oh, I am Jessica. Let's text him right now. <laughs> He might be on the plane, so no, he his might... plate hasn't left yet. Okay. Let me see what he says. <laughs> Let's find out. Um, but I think, I actually, just a little over a month ago, mm-hmm. I actually put up on Facebook, oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. 
I got a feeling everything's going my way. They, it's Gruffy coming out of his cave and he goes, huh, this must be Show Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> they have the funniest lines. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and then the entire rest of the episode. The entire rest of the episode. It is so They're worth whole, checking it's out. It's the best characters. I wish they had animated that show. I mean, yeah. I don't get. You know, it's hard. It's like, it's like a band. Yeah. Bands are hard to keep together. Mm-hmm. Teams of people, production have their own ideas of how to do things. I mean, obviously the writing was unbelievable. Oh, he said they didn't use reel to reel, so they oh. must have used uh, digital. Oh, okay. Um. He's writing back. I'll get back to you. He's texting. Hasn't taken off yet. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I know it was Phil and a few other people. It was all digital, he says. That, um, that, so that really let, cool. allowed them to do it with blanket on yeah. a coffee table. Yeah. And anybody can do that. But it was so well done. I mean, And you wouldn't think, I mean, when he said that um, it was Nathan Carlson... And him, underneath the blanket, Phil reading over his shoulder. It sounds like it's professional grit. I mean, now, now they are professionals. But what I'm saying is in a professional recording studio. Well, and they're even, doing even it in, in a professional recording studio, because we used to record, mm-hmm. like, commercials. Right. Okay? We'd go to a studio, and sometimes if you have more than, a lot of times they'd only have two mics. So if there mm. were three or four people in a spot, or even Odyssey, when we first started, we recorded at Focus. Would you just step back, wait for your line, come into the mic, kick wow. back? We, yeah, we did that. I mean, I've, really worked, I've recorded that way. That's, That's normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people, you know, I don't know that they get my, now with the way things are changing, you know, it's... I don't know that'll ever happen again, but yeah. I've worked on so many shows and, and radio spots mm-hmm. where we would have to maneuver. Yeah. To use, you know, get on mic, get off mic, wait till this is somebody's line. And I can't think. Now you're, re- I'm having like a, a, my brain is firing in a place it hasn't fired in a long time <laughs> to recollect this stuff. Yeah. Well, um, I do have one request for you. Okay. As Connie. Can you say probably what a lot of people consider their favorite line of Connie? And that is the spaghetti strainer. You remember that one? You have more loopholes than a spaghetti strainer. Oh, which, oh. What episode is I that? I think that is when they're talking to Blackguard in the Windy City or something. Oh. But I heard it more from the 500th episode where they're doing 500 seconds of Odyssey. Oh. And one of the highlights for Connie was... When she says, you have more loopholes than a spaghetti strainer. You have more loopholes than a spaghetti strainer. <laughs> Did it sound like that? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> what, was like, the, what was the situation? Um, I think she was more like fired up. So oh. it was like Regis is saying something to wit. You have more loopholes than a spaghetti strainer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Context is everything, isn't yeah. it? Right? Oh, yeah. So... Um, I know that our um, interview is coming to a close, but would you be willing to leave uh, either an inspirational quote or something that you've heard recently that has just really moved you with the audience? There's a couple quotes. Okay. A couple quotes 
Now let me think. I know you tried to remind me of this earlier. One of them is from a book called uh, Catcher in the Rye. A lot of people have to read it in high school. Hmm. And it says, it's more noble to live for a cause than to die for one. Hmm. And I'm sure I miss coding, so we'll have to look that up. But it's something like that. And, well, I have a, a Bible verse. Okay, yeah. Um, I've had, I've had um, when I interviewed my pastor, he left with a Bible verse. So. Yeah, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to their purpose. That's good. What, what verse is that? That is in Ephesians, I think it's one, it's either 26 or 29. Okay. It's funny because Odyssey uses an Ephesians verse. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a quote, and you know what? Maybe we'll find it in a minute. Um, I'm feeling a little tired. We've had a long week. Oh, we, you've had yes. a longer, even though we you had to fly from California, so you had to get used to the time change. And uh, then you were, you were busy all day long. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a little, I'm sure I've posted, uh, I don't know, I'll tell Shoot, I am. I'm actually very esoteric, and I can't think of anything right now except for cannonball. <laughs> that that is a line from Jungle Jam for context. <laughs> that, that reminds me of a. Um, Live from Jungle Jam. Um, it's the Normal in the Ark, mm. one of my favorite episodes. But it's downpouring, and Sully goes, "Oh man, it's raining! I was gonna go swimming today." <laughs> like it, you Sully? Are you kidding? In this downpour, I get soaking wet. <laughs> Miller's like, "Yeah, I see what you mean. I was gonna clean out my socks drawer. Ugh, I guess I have to put it off another year." <laughs> It's like, well, you know, Phil's a big was big fan of Firesign Theater. Phil Proctor, who's on Odyssey, Uh he's one of the original. He's Firesign Theater guy. Really? Yeah. Um, I want to leave you with a good quote. Oh no, you love me with a great quote. (laughs) And that will do it for this episode of the Snowman Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. I would like to thank Katie for coming onto the show and giving such a great interview and for sharing so many great stories. If you would like to hear more stories from her, you can. Just go to YouTube and type in Tell You Later. Click subscribe and ring that bell. Or to get even more stories from her and Will, you can support them on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com forward slash tell you later. Once again, that web address is www.patreon.com patreon.com forward slash tell ya ya later you'll be richly entertained and you won't regret it once again folks i would like to thank you for listening to today's episode please share with your family and friends especially if they are fans of adventures in odyssey also i wanted to announce that you can now find me on youtube as well just type in snowman vocals and you'll see my page with a snowman as a channel icon 
There you can find some slideshows I've created as well as every episode of the Snowman Podcast available soon. It takes time when you're a one-man show. (laughs) Or as always, you can find me on iTunes and Spotify. Just type in the Snowman Podcast and look for an American flag with a snowman in the foreground. Till next time, this is Snowman, and I'll see you now, yeah? So, yes, I have a joke for you. So, a priest, a rabbi, and a Buddhist monk walk into a bar, and the bartender says, what is this, a joke? (laughs) (laughs) So... Got a joke for you. I have a friend named Jack who can communicate with vegetables. No fooling. Jack and the beans talk. Uh (laughs) Did you get that off a bazooka wrapper? Well, let me ask you this. If a fire broke out in a circus, would the heat be intense? It would be. (laughs) It would be very intense.